And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Thanks so much for checking out our website. We had a lot of breaking news this week. If you enjoy it, please pass it along to your friends and sign up for our newsletter twice a week. Just go to Delaware Valley Journal. You'll see the uh, sign-up box there on the right. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at DV underscore journal, and we're on Facebook as well. One of the key actions of government is, of course, law enforcement. It's a huge topic right now. We just had two years in a row of surges in crime across the U.S. and in the city of Philadelphia. What does that mean for communities nearby? It's going to be on top of mind when uh, Delaware County voters show up at the polls to vote for a sheriff. The Republican Party's nominee for county sheriff this year is Larry Wiegand. He's a uh, 22-year police department veteran out of the city of Chester. Did I get that right, Larry? You did. You did. I did 20, almost 23 with the city of Chester. Uh, I did about eight uh, with uh, Mark Sook Police Department part-time, and I've been a constable since 2006. So before I uh, ask you about your, your big picture thoughts on Delaware County crime and what the sheriff should be doing, and you can talk a little bit about the role. Some people, you know, overlap sheriff with police chief, et cetera. I just want to ask you about your time in law enforcement. How, how did you view the issue of crime when you started? And then how did it look to you 23 years later as a veteran? Uh, so when I entered into law enforcement, uh, it was the early 90s. Uh, we were having, not unlike we are seeing right now, uh, we were having a pretty big surge in crime. I, I believe Chester had uh, the year or two prior to me coming on, they had had a record year of homicides, which, uh, you know, if you have a record year of homicides in the cities, you also have a, a lot of shootings. So those were the kinds of things that were going on. And uh, I mean, they did a lot of mass hiring back then by virtue of the crime bill. And that's what brought, uh, you know, nearly 100,000 officers nationwide. Uh, but specifically for the city, it gave us uh, about 25 were hired in my group. Um, unfortunately, that group got sent to the Philadelphia Police Academy and then upon their graduation were laid off. So it didn't change anything. Um, over time with my career in, in the city, you know, crime tends to ebb and flow. Um, I, I like to think that uh, when we got our numbers up and we got some targeted uh, enforcement um, and we had some issues to target uh, community-wise that we improved some of those things. Um, but as we can see now, uh, numbers have been dwindled. Uh, there's not as many officers out there uh, yet again. And what do we have? We, we are having this uh, very large spike in violence and in crime. You know, people like to say gun violence, but, you know, it's violence overall that, that is ruling the day, at, at, you know, as we are walking around in these different city and urban environments. It, it's not just people shooting. There are large fights all over the place too and that takes a, a harsh toll on the community you know one of the common uh attitudes that you hear in the delaware valley and since we're a delaware valley journal that's where we focus our reporting is not on the city itself but on the sure. the suburbs but you know you hear a lot of talk in the suburbs of the crime is philadelphia's problem 
In fact, it's not even Philadelphia's problem. It's specific neighborhoods in Philadelphia. And so I've heard some smart people say that basically there are like around the country, I forget the number, but say, you know, 25 intersections and, you know, little neighborhoods around intersections around the country that are responsible for more than half the crime, because that's the way the great criminals work. But what would you say uh, as someone who's thinking about Delaware County, what is the relationship in your experience between when there's a crime surge or a, you know, a, a crackdown in the city and then what happens in the nearby communities? So I, I'll try to stay specific to Delaware County because uh, I understand your Delaware Valley Journal and, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't do enforcement in Chester County, Montgomery County. Uh, I know that they, they have some of the similar issues that, that we have within Delaware County. We have some urban sprawl. Um, you know, Delaware County borders Southwest Philadelphia. There's a lot of Southwest Philadelphia crime that spills over into the neighborhoods of Yaden and Sharon Hill and Fallcroft, our, our, you know, small borough suburban communities that, that border Philadelphia. And then we have uh, we have areas where we have city type crime because we have city type environments within Delaware County. You know, Upper Darby Township is a, a very large township and it has some suburban feel, but it also has neighborhoods that are very urbanized. Uh, you know, my you know, main experience is out of the city of Chester and Chester is a very urbanized town. Uh, one of the things that, that we we had when uh, I was an officer with Chester was, you know, the city actually passed and, you know, it's going to ultimately be repealed because it's, it's kind of an ill-advised thing, but we had the, um, the high crime and drug areas that were labeled and we had 20 areas of town that were labeled out. And really the, the 20 areas that were labeled, labeled out, a lot of that ended up being the five federal housing projects that were within the city. Um, we, we see those areas where we end up with extremely low income or no incomes and a very harsh amount of unemployment. And that was one of the things that, that, that affects the city of Chester, you know, very, very badly. And I'd imagine it, it sprawls off to uh, Upper Darby as well, that we're losing our major employers. Uh, those old time blue collar hardworking uh, employments that we we had in this area with all of the industry that we have has slowly left uh, and it's been doing so since the 70s and we really haven't had people in place uh, politically to really court those those folks and get them back here to Delaware County so that we can be that uh, large industrial complex that we really were before right. and have those very good, high paying blue collar jobs that you didn't necessarily have to go and have a bachelor's and master's degree to go do. Our news editor, Linda Stein, has a couple questions for you, Larry. Hi, Larry. Um, yeah, so why are you uh, running for sheriff? Um, I, I'm assuming it's to help Delaware County, right? Yeah, I, listen, I am, a, I am a lifelong civil servant. Uh, I began in the fire department when I was the ripe age of 13. 
uh, I, I switched over and went into law enforcement and I had a career in law enforcement and I retired and I went back into the fire department yet again. I am currently uh, running with the Marcus Hook Trainer Fire Department. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I believe in, in being what I can be to serve my communities. And I see a lack of leadership and a faltering on this particular department. And it's an area that I have a great deal of expertise in. Uh, and I have a great deal of uh, respect and a good reputation within the, the areas of emergency services. And the emergency services in Delaware County as a whole are falling apart. Uh, you know, we have a, a horrific spike in, in crime going on. Our emergency services, uh, you know, systems with the 911 center is just falling apart, it, literally. Um, it, it needs updating. Uh, it needs leadership. Uh, I think that I can provide that leadership uh, and I can provide some liaison for the police department. You know, we have 47 police departments in Delaware County as a whole. I, I think I have a good working relationship with a lot of those uh, officers, a lot of those chiefs. And I think that the office of the sheriff should be more. It should be more of a mouthpiece for our law enforcement. It should be more of a mouthpiece for our emergency services. Uh, you know, as the sheriff, I get to, to go and be in front of all of the county council, not just you know, one or two, I get to be in front of all of county council. I can expose and assist with all of these different issues that, that we have going on uh, and hopefully start bringing our, our services back up to the world-class levels that, that we were once upon a time. Uh, Larry, is there a problem with transparency with the current sheriff? Well, no, but I mean, the, the, the cold answer to that is yes, but the, the, the underlying answer to that is he's just not there. You know, you see him for maybe an event or two. And when, when does any of the community relations portion of that office, when is it being done? You know, I, I hate to go back into history and, and pull out an older uh, county sheriff, but Joe McGinn had a lot of community involvement when he in his 10 years as the, the sheriff of Delaware County. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see brought back. I, I would like to see if we can bring the sheriff's reserve unit back. I would like to see the sheriff's 5K and scholarship program brought back. I, I would like to be that liaison to the Delaware County Chiefs of Police Association and FOP's lodges 27 and 19 and bring their issues out so that you know they they can be brought out and we can start having these discussions of where we can start fixing and assisting the different department 47 different departments and that's not even discussing how many different uh, fire departments that we have and ems units that we have and they all need they all need they need personnel they need uh they they need the tools of their trade and they need assistance. And I think that that's something that I could absolutely bring to that sheriff's office. 
Is there a shortfall in the number of deputies? Yes, there is absolutely a shortfall in the number of deputies. And depending on who you wish to talk to, uh, you know, I, we're talking to the neighborhood of 15 to 25. Uh, I believe at this point, the numbers in the sheriff's office, there's only 43 deputies. And, you know, that, that includes the, the supervision and administrative personnel. Uh, in the time uh, of Joe McGinn and Mary Hopper, who are the predecessors to Jerry Sanders, there were 68 deputies. Uh, I don't know how we're accomplishing the work of the sheriff's office with merely 43. Uh, and on top of that, we all have to remember that almost the last two years, we've had moratoriums on a lot of the activities that the sheriff's office would be responsible for. Uh, and those moratoriums are expiring. So there is this wave of work that is about to hit them and they are 15 to 25 short. Uh, that is, that, that's gonna be an extremely difficult uh, undertaking. One, just to hire because on top of the shortfall of a number of deputies, the wages that are paid to our, our sheriff's deputies are simply not a law enforcement professional wage. They did get a raise under Sheriff Sanders. It simply does not bring them into what would really be in accordance with what a professional wage for someone in law enforcement today should be getting. Uh, you know, I, I would be requesting these deputies to, to come and work for for me, for the, the Delaware County Sheriff's Office, and they could leave us and go to any of the neighboring communities and be paid far and away more, you know, anywhere between three and ten dollars an hour more just to, to hop to another county. Um, and that's not even saying if they, they attend the police academy and they get picked up uh, for a police department, you're talking probably, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $25,000 a year more. Can I really ask someone to give up that uh, a professional wage to stay with me in the sheriff's office? You know, I, I, I like to tell people like, uh, you know, I, I have some charm and, and some looks, but uh, I'm really not that charming, <laughs> nor am I that good looking that you're going to give up 25 grand a year to come work for me. Okay, let's get to the real question that Linda just blew by. What the heck were you doing in a fire station at the age of 13? And where was your mother? So the running joke, listen, the, the fire department and emergency services are, are basically the, uh, the family business. Um, my, my son is now the sixth generation to go into the fire service. He is running with me over at the hook trainer. Wow. Um, so, you know, I have pictures of, of me at barely two years old walking around a firehouse with some bunker boots on. So um, I happened to have won an award uh, at the ripe age of 13. I was actually the recipient of the, uh, the Carnegie Medal for Heroism. So they, you know, on top of my father being uh, in the line officer's position uh, with the department, they, they let me come in at 13. I'm, I'm sorry, so you won a, an award for heroism? I did. For what, what, what did you do? Tell your sister that she looked fat. <laughs> yeah, that would have that would have gotten me just plain <laughs> killed. Um, now I, I actually saved the life of a of a young girl uh, from getting run over from a car. Well, what happened? 
Uh, well, the roadway was all blocked off for paving and, you know, we were playing in the neighborhood and we were playing in the street that was blocked off and a drunk driver uh, jumped over the curb and high speed uh, in our direction and wow. she didn't recognize it was coming and I did. So I, I ran out and I grabbed her. That's incredible. I don't uh, like talking about that one. <laughs> okay, well, it's just, well, then let me follow with a pause with that, that personal anecdote with a, uh, uh, of course, you know, the, the punchline is, and she's been my wife now for 32 years. Yeah, that would be the hilarious. That would be the perfect. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Actually, but, um, she ended up being a distant cousin. Oh, okay. So um, from a policy, or excuse me, from, from a public service standpoint, could you talk specifically about what the sheriff and the sheriff's deputies jobs are, as opposed to the work you did as a Chester City Police detective? Yeah, the, the, easy, the easiest way to explain uh, the differences is the, the sheriff's office doesn't act as the police patrol. Uh, they don't have responsibilities for uh, incident investigation, like the tune of which we see from our local police. We don't respond to everyday calls. We don't respond to the, the robberies, the shootings, and the, those types of things. What the sheriff's office does do is everything for the court of common pleas. Um, so if people know uh, the, the civil side of the fence where uh, divorce papers, uh, filing a lawsuit, um, anything that, that involves going into the court system, uh, the filings of, of orders, all of those uh, writs and all of the, those documents end up being served by the sheriff's office. Uh, any warrant that is issued by the Court of Common Pleas comes back to the Sheriff's Office. Um, so if probation and parole do something to the tune of even a technical violation where, you know, a probationer is is caught in a bar or they, they have hot urine and they, they turn around and get violated, those bench warrants are, are issued and they are carried out by the sheriff's office. Uh, if someone fails to appear, that's why with the, that, that's why, uh, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of issue with the pay because my, that warrant division there could be running around doing a warrant for a, a simple probation violation all the way to a murder suspect failed to appear. And now we have to go and hunt that murder suspect. You know, they, they could be hunting at, out anyone with a warrant from the simple probation violation to a murderer. Um, the sheriff's office is also, you know, we're a little unique in Delaware County where the sheriff doesn't have to deal with the courthouse as a whole. Uh, Delaware County has the, the courthouse and park police, which do the outer security. But the sheriff's office takes care of the inner security inside the courtrooms, and they're also responsible for the transportation and shuttling back and forth of all of those that are incarcerated. So if someone is in and couldn't uh, post bail, we get them from the from the Delaware County Prison. We bring them in. It also means that if they are incarcerated and have further charges and they've been shipped off to state corrections, we have to get them from state corrections as well, which means on any given day, deputies could be sent all the way out to the Greaterford area, or I can have to send them all the way up to the Poconos or across the state to Pittsburgh because we have state corrections institutions all over the state. 
Larry, uh, I understand right now you're a constable. What exactly does a constable do? A great question. Uh, constables are almost uh, the same as the sheriff, except they do the bidding of the magisterial district justice. So anything that comes order-wise out of the MDJs goes to a constable. Um, and that can, same the same stuff uh, applies uh, for bench warrants there, applies to the constables. The constable can be serving, uh, you know, they also do the, um, what we call finding cost warrants. So if you get a citation, uh, non-traffic or traffic, or even a parking ticket, you fail to pay it, the constable is going to be the one knocking on your door, not the sheriff's, um, because it's just, it's a, it's a bit of a lower level. Uh, the easier way to explain it is that the monetary amounts uh, of the MDJs are not what the monetary amounts of the Court of Common Pleas and the sheriffs are. Um, but warrant-wise, it's kind of the same where you could be serving a warrant for someone for a parking ticket, or you could be serving a major felony warrant. Um, some of the constables also do the transportation back and forth for the magisterial district justices as well. And then the civil side with uh, you know landlord-tenant issue, um, and then different minor civil suits. Interesting. Well, and you're a lifelong Marcus Hook resident, right? Uh, we started out in Chester, and I, I've been living in, in Marcus Hook basically since I was six. I mean, I moved back to the city for a little, little while because I was going to school at Widener. Um, but yeah, pretty much since I was six. Well, what do you like best about Delaware County? Uh, we, we seem to be we seem to have a, a bit of an attitude and I, I kind of dig an attitude. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we have a, we, we have some pride and we have Delco pride. Um, but uh, look, I, I, I love the people of our County. Um, I love the attitude that we have. One of the things that, that, you know, trying to explain to people, you know, how, how things are in Delaware County and what we have here, you know, it, it's really neat to be in a county that, uh, you know, we're a suburban county, but we're probably the most urban suburban county in the state of Pennsylvania, if that makes any sense. Um, the level of services that we have always had here is, you know, just quite phenomenal. Uh, you know, we have a, an entire countywide library system uh, that you can basically get any kind of a book, any kind of a computer, uh, you know, interface that, that you want. We have law enforcement that is, you know, the personnel, the people are second to none. Uh, we need to get them the equipment that they need, but the personnel are second to none. We have fire services. You pick up the phone in Philadelphia and call 911. You are not going to see an officer or a fire truck or an ambulance. It's going to take you probably 10 to 15 minutes to see it. You pick up the phone here in Delaware County and you call 911. It's probably within three to seven minutes. Um, we have those kinds of services. And then on top of that, we have world-class universities that I can drive to in moments. Uh, and, you know, people just don't understand that. We have a trauma center that sits in our, you know, in, in our midst. We have hospital systems where we have 
any kind of specialist that you could possibly think of, unlike somewhere else where we have a specialist, we have whole practices of specialists. And it could be for anything. If you want pediatrics, we have, you know, we're, we're centrally located where I can go in either direction that I, that I want. And I hit AI DuPont Hospital, I hit CHOP, and I have the, the greatest of pediatric services that I could possibly ever think of. Uh, then we have the same stuff with orthopedics. We have the same stuff with, you know, cardiac doctors, and, you know, it's cancer treatment. We have all of that within our midst, and yet we can still have a suburban feel. And I just find this particular area absolutely incredible. Larry, thank you so much for speaking with the Delaware Valley Journal. We really appreciate your time. I appreciate you, and thank you for, for giving me that time. And, you know, best of luck, and thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.